As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Hey everybody, it's Civilized Barking. I'm Zach Jackson. Uh, We are about three days from the kickoff of the Super Bowl, which means we are a little short of four weeks from the start of the league year. It means we're about two and a half weeks from the NFL Combine. So the offseason is about to ramp up. The season is still going on. As you are undoubtedly aware, this Sunday the Super Bowl, the Cincinnati Bengals take on the Los Angeles Rams. So that's an in-state team. Founded by Paul Brown against Odell Beckham. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. and Sr., they're a package deal. They'll both be free agents in March. I don't think the Browns will sign them. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, um, so that's what's at hand, the championship. Uh, then the, that's Sunday night. Monday, um, it's officially open for teams to cut players. And as I mentioned, Monday will be about exactly two weeks before the combine kicks off. So, What's going on right now with the Browns is meetings, um, taking evaluations and discussions and turning them into plans. So more so in free agency than the draft, but in both of them, you can never just have plan A and plan B because um, bidding goes high and teams use you in trade talks and agents use you in negotiations and guys retire and unforeseen things happen. And, In this unbalanced supply-demand quarterback market, um, there's going to be movement. There's probably going to be exorbitant prices. There might not be much movement, in which case teams will have to adjust plans on that. Um, Asking prices could include other players and a boatload of draft picks and all of those things. So you knew that. We'll we'll get into that. Um, A couple of items I just wanted to tackle. Uh, I try not to get into you know, what players do and say on social media and how they interact with one another. You know, these guys know each other. They come up together through high school camps and showcases before they get to college. They recruit each other to college. They're friends. They play in college. They train together. They go to the senior bowl together. They have off-season training that starts when they're in the draft, after the draft. Um, Social media links these guys. Um, They're freak athletes. They work really hard. They're young millionaires. They have a lot in common. They know each other. So what I'm saying is I I don't get caught 
up in guys rooting for other guys and what they say and do. Um, that said, when Odell did his conference call the other day and Jarvis jumped on there and did that in a public forum, that was a direct insult to Cleveland. It just was. <laughs> um, the, the Rams made it, if, in case you're not familiar, I believe it was Monday night. Um, each team had 10 or 12 players available. You know, basically the Super Bowl media night in a Zoom format. You know, um, the old and crazy Super Bowl media night that, that now is in a Zoom format. Sorry for repeating myself there. But um, you'll get standard questions. You'll get goofy questions. You'll get guys to open up. Well, the Rams did not open it up to any Cleveland questions, any Cleveland media questions from Odell. So um, I know the argument, even if you think you're right, gets tired real quick about what he owes and doesn't owe anybody. Odell Beckham quit the Browns, right? And his circumstances are better. So what's, where he's at fault and why he won't answer for it, that's on him, you know? The Browns wouldn't really answer either. Obviously, they ended up looking really silly and all of that. But um, again, like I said, guys, optically, it has not been the best month for the Browns. They haven't lost a game, though, and everybody starts 0-0 on Monday. We'll see where that goes. You know, a note on the Bengals. Obviously, they have the young quarterback and the young Randy Moss-looking receiver, and they've kind of come out of nowhere, obviously just two years removed from the number one pick. And they look to be a force um, for a long time with those guys, with Joe Burrow and those receivers. And and uh, really, you know, they got a good young core. They were pretty active in free agency last year in remaking their defense, and that was big. But one thing I want to point out and make sure everybody knows as we go forward here. Um, also last year in free agency, they lost two guys, pass rusher Carl Lawson and corner William Jackson. And whether you think those guys are A-plus players or A-players, um, they were both in the top 15 on any free agent list, and that's because of the positions that they play. You know, everybody's looking for corners and pass rushers. It's because they were 25, 26-year-old guys in the primes of their careers. You know, people called the Bengals cheap, whatever. Well, a part of free agency is not only knowing what you need, it's knowing what your value is on guys, both internal and external. Um, Boston signed a big money deal. He got hurt in training camp. He didn't play. You know, William Jackson signed a big money deal. He played. He's on a team, um, Washington, that, that didn't do anything, right? So sometimes you're positioning you have to spend, and the Bengals did. They went and got Trey Hendrickson. We've seen the Browns the last two years have to spend to go get Jack Conklin, to go get John Johnson, to go get Austin Hooper. We know how that looks right now, right? But never forget that a part of it as you go forward, and the Bengals had continuity for a long time. Marvin Lewis was there for damn near two decades. But this is year three of Zach Taylor as the coach. So it's only year two of Joe Burrow. Um, you know, they've had some guys, Sam Hubbard comes to mind. He's been around there. Um, you know, but this was year three. So after two years, they decided those guys were going to walk. They brought in Mike Hilton. That's a home run. You know, Trey Hendrickson, been a home run. Uh, people said, take a lineman over chase. Well, <laughs> they're in the Super Bowl, right? So I guess I'm just trying to point out every situation is different and free agency is expensive and it's risky, and all of that stuff. But it's not just who you sign and who you chase. It's who you let walk out the door. It's how you value every free agent on the board. Your own unrestricted, your own restricted, or ERFA. Somebody else's guy that's going to walk. Somebody else's guy that's going to walk and demand high dollars. Somebody else's guy that sneaks out, and you can get on that cheap deal. So um, just keep that in mind. We'll see. Uh, as for the Super Bowl itself, you know, I don't want to jump in front of the Burrow and Evan McPherson train. 
I think the Rams are a better team in terms of talent. I think the Rams are a more seasoned team, you know, on this stage and in general. Um, I worry that Aaron Donald may just destroy the game, but we'll see. So um, I expect a low-scoring game. You know, last year on Super Bowl props, I jumped in on all the Kansas City overs, and Kansas City didn't do anything. Do I see a scenario where it's a similar game this year um, and, and the Rams defense just takes over? I, I could see that. Um, as far as props, you know, uh, I think they'll play California Love at halftime first, <laughs> right? Um, tails never fails. Some people believe that. If you if you really want to go that route, God bless you. Get help. Um, but I like both quarterbacks to throw an interception. I think there's decent prices on there. And I like a slow start. I, I just think – Super Bowl history plus the defenses on this team's. I think it could be something like three nothing um, at the end of the first quarter. You know, maybe maybe ten three or ten six at halftime. Uh, I think both the way both teams have gone in the playoffs, with the notable exception of the the Rams Bucks game that got wild there at the end, and that's what concerns me a little bit here is I think both quarterbacks and offenses could make it wild at the end. But I like those first quarter no touchdown props and first half unders and all of that stuff. So we'll see. I, I just, I like watching the game, um, you know, proceed with caution, right? Uh, I, I know what a Super Bowl hangover looks and tastes like, and it's worse if, if you lost all your prop bets. So um, just enjoy it. We won't see football again for a while, but you know, I, I expect it to be a game that's decided in the fourth quarter and whether that's Burrow, you know, driving down seven or eight, trying to make something happen or, them trying to put it away, and, and maybe the, the rookie kicker can do it. I don't know. I can tell you one thing about that rookie kicker, 149 overall last year in the fifth round. He is going to make teams um, really fall in love, whether they want to or not, with this year's rookie kickers. So doing some research at the Senior Bowl and uh, and talking to some people, Cade York from LSU. He's a early entry, 21, just like McPherson was. Um, a kid who grew up in McKinney, Texas. Big leg. Uh, his college resume, 57 yarders, 56 yarders. And, you know, if you watch college football, you know 36 yarders are an adventure. So he's going to be the first kicker taken. Are the Browns going to be in on that business? I don't know. Uh, Matt Gay, the Rams kicker, he's a free agent. I wouldn't expect him to go anywhere, but you never know what the Rams cap situation. Um, we will see what happens there. But I'm back from the Senior Bowl. Uh, Andrew Barry was there. You know, he's watching the quarterbacks, but he's also watching the pass rushers and the kickers. And he's around his cohorts, so we'll see. Like I said, as far as the Browns' schedule, you know, meetings the next couple of weeks will will really where they'll start to develop those plans and start to say, okay, we like this guy. Why is he better or not better than X peer? That that goes for free agency and for the draft. You know, why is he worth the number thirteen pick or the forty four pick or eight million dollars or ten million dollars in free agency? And I think in the next couple of weeks. Probably more towards the back end. Um, the Browns contingent will get to Indy like February 28th, March 1st, somewhere somewhere in there. So I think before then, you'll probably see some decisions uh, on the Treaders, the Landrys, the Hoopers, the Keenums. Um, if there is a quarterback trade, maybe it's consummated by then. I don't know. But I think you'll start to see some of that movement. And the reason you do that, um, if you've decided on a player and you're not going to redo a deal or you're not going to need to hold back for, for some other reason, um, 
out of courtesy, you release that player, a veteran player who's busted his butt for you, and you let him be first in the market. So all his options are open. And then, then conversely, when other teams do the same, you know, guys that get cut in late February, early March, they don't have to wait until March 14th at the start of the league year to negotiate. Uh, if you'll think back a few years, that's when the Browns signed the great Josh McCown. Um, it was, you know, late February, right around the combine. So sometimes things are done by then, and sometimes those combine um, face-to-face meetings spur discussion. Um, uh, as I mentioned before, I think there will be some espionage involved in this, right? I think there will be some peddling of ridiculous quarterback prices. I think there will be some, some um, you know, driving up prices through negotiations and some planting of stories of who's interested in who. And, and we will see. So, you know, the Browns are one of nine teams that's almost certainly in the quarterback business to some extent. Does it still remain possible or even likely that Baker Mayfield is their quarterback? Sure. But we know Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to get traded. We have no idea what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. We have no idea what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. You know, we have the Steelers on the record saying they want a mobile quarterback. We have the Falcons on the record saying Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. What does that all mean? I don't know. In these discussions and these calls and these negotiations, we'll find out. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Well, the, the Packers sure tried like hell to hire all his coaches. I mean, the Broncos sure tried like hell to hire all his coaches and woo him there. I don't think even the Packers know what he's going to do an hour from now, a day from now, a week from now. But as we get to this end of this month, it's time to decide. I think the only way Aaron Rodgers gets traded is if he says, trade me, it's time to move on. Same, same with Russell Wilson. I think the only way that he gets traded is if he goes to Seattle and says, I'm not going to go passive-aggressive. I'm not going to put out a list this year. Just move me. It's it's better for both of us. And in those cases, the asking price is going to be ridiculously high. So the number of teams that go from interested to really involved is probably small, but I don't know. What are those guys worth? What's going on with Kyler Murray and this get-off-my-lawn social media stuff? I mean, I don't think you guys could put a price on what Kyler Murray would really – get for the Cardinals if he said trade me you got two weeks to trade me then again I don't I don't know that they that there is a fair price there so we'll see this is the NFL um and it does certainly doesn't stop with the Super Bowl maybe there'll be a couple quiet days where we all breathe but it certainly doesn't stop there looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. So um, I put out a call for some questions this morning on a podcast. I think I got six or seven of them. Just going to kind of run them through here. Um, 
Question from Dave. Every year there's a Browns positional group that gets overhyped and then disappoints, like last year with wide receiver. Could this happen to both lines next year if the O-line gets older, the D-line if Clowney walks? Um, Dave, I would take a little exception with overhyped. You know, I, I think part of the nature of the beast here is the preseason projections in the NFL and how it looks on paper, specifically on the outside, is not how it always translates inside. Um, you know, I do trust, as I've been clear, I do trust that the Browns, the guys in charge of the Browns, know what they're doing, have a long-term vision, and make sound decisions that have been well thought out. I trust that they'll be prepared. Um, obviously, the D-line jumps out as a major issue right now. Um, and even if Clowney comes back, because he's going to be 29 and he's going to come back on a short-term deal, right? Um, wide receiver clearly is a major issue right now. They tried to patch it up last year. Uh, Malik Jackson on a one-year deal on Malik McDowell, and neither of those guys are going to be back. I guess maybe Malik Jackson would be back, uh, could be back potentially, but he's not going to be a guy that you need to sign right away in fear of losing. So um, I would say it moves quickly. I would say no roster has a perfect um, nine position groups where they feel like, wow, we are really stacked and stocked there. Um, but to the Browns point, Browns front office, um, you know, this is a crucial off season for them. And although I do trust that they will be prepared and they will make well thought out decisions and that they have talked through these scenarios, um, they need to be really good here. They do. They, they need to, um, you know, be willing to make trades and align resources and do things where they're in real trouble of falling behind. And just the reality, I'm not endorsing this. I'm not saying this is going to happen. The reality is if, if the Browns miss the playoffs again, that there's a risk of major organizational changes. Um, whether that's the head coach, whether that's the quarterback, maybe the quarterback's already going to change, right? Um, whomever that is and however that looks, this is a huge year for the Browns to get back in the playoffs, to show that they're as good as these these plans on paper, on the spreadsheet, on however it's presented, um, are good, that, that these guys are matching the hype to some extent and that this team is close. So uh, we will see how that goes. But um, to get back to, to the exact question, um, I, I don't – in terms of you asking could this happen to both lines, I mean, no – like, it's already happened to the D-line. This is the number one thing outside of quarterback that needs to be fixed right now because they drafted Jordan Elliott, and he's a backup. They drafted Tommy Togiai knowing he would only always only be a backup. They don't have any backup defensive ends. They went for Tack McKinley. He was on a one-year deal. He has a torn Achilles. Um, so that it's a major issue. You know, with the OL getting older, sure, that, that that's an issue. They did draft James Hudson, um, even if Treader walks. They have two in-house candidates and Harrison, Michael Dunn. You know, they, they put a lot of money into Jedrick Wills and Jack Conklin. Conklin is coming off a major injury. He's guaranteed for one more year. We'll see what happens there. Jedrick Wills needs to play better. Jedrick Wills needs to play like a top 10 pick and he needs to be healthy and he needs to continue to develop. He's still 22 years old <laughs> as of this recording. So you're always worried about that. You're, it's never going to be perfect. You're never going to feel good, but you are always investing um, you know, into these spots and, and we will see how that goes. Um, as far as fixing the wide receiver group. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big deal. And, um, you know, a lot of that is tied to the quarterback, but I think, you know, there will be options here. I don't think it's anything close to a lock that the Browns are taking a wide receiver at 13. 
If Garrett Wilson's there, do I think they're taking him? Yes. If he's not, um, does it maybe make more sense to wait, take one or two, you know, explore trades, try and free agency. Again, everything's on the table. This is a huge offseason for these guys. Um, to go back to the original Bengals point, this is year three for the Browns. For the first time since 2007, the Browns have the same head coach in the same top of the front office for a third straight year. Continuity should be good, and it should be with a team that's mantra as smart, tough, accountable. It should allow them to know which guys really are smart, tough, accountable, which guys they really want, which areas do they really feel good about internally, and which areas do they really feel not good about internally. Which areas do they really have some young players they feel like are worth developing or can continue to fit, continue to progress? In which areas are they ready to take a chance? The Malik McDowell chance blew up in their face. Tack McKinley was fine for what he was. He's not there, right? Jadavian Clowney's price tag only going up. What do you want to do there? Well, Clowney and Garrett and JOK, they're pretty scary, right? Um, <laughs> Clowney's going to want every penny he deserves it. We'll see what happens. So um, certainly interesting weeks ahead in Berea. Um, question from a guy who goes by the Kevin Stefanski defender. We know the DT needs some new bodies. Any names available in free agency that stick out to you as matching the Browns MO? Yeah, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm still hesitant to get into names because especially a defensive tackle. If a guy's really good, he's not getting out of the building. But I, I think the Browns... In terms of looking at trades um, or or early draft picks, you know, I think one veteran, um, you know, Jordan Elliott could be a starter. I just he's not going to be a top end player. It would take a huge leap. So um, we'll see how that goes. Question from Roach: Would you rather have Baker Mayfield, Tyler Huntley, or Gardner Minshew start next season? Tyler Huntley is an exclusive rights free agent. He is not leaving the Ravens. Um, the Ravens can shape his deal in different ways. The Ravens can sign him and move him. They certainly wouldn't trade him to Cleveland. But especially given the way Lamar Jackson plays and the way they play offense, I wouldn't expect him to go anywhere. I believe they have two more seasons of exclusive rights on Tyler Huntley. Gardner Minshew is under contract for $2.5 million uh, for one more year. What about if the Browns quarterback situation was trade a fourth rounder for Gardner Minshew, sign Mitch Trubisky or Marcus Mariota, Move on from Baker and see what happens. That means you're spending no money at quarterback, right? You're, you're assuming it's like a five or seven million dollar a year deal, prove it deal for Keenum or, or, or excuse me, for Mariota, uh, Trubisky. People say, what about Jameis Winston? I don't think Jameis Winston and Stefanski are a scheme fit or a mentality fit the way Jameis throws picks, but and he's coming off an ACL. But let's just say, you know, for those purposes. I think it's plausible. You got all the money. Go do everything else. You continue to build. You, you go get free agent defensive tackle, right? You invest where you, where you think you need to, and we'll see. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to be the quarterback of the Browns. I could be wrong, and like I said, every time I say that out loud or start to put that on paper, digital paper, um, I understand the possibilities. Um, point two, well, that'd be a lot to give up for Jimmy Garoppolo and or Kirk Cousins before you redo their deal and, and make somewhat of a commitment to them, one, two, three-year commitment to those guys, right? Certainly not going to be a rookie. Even if you draft one, you're probably not going to want to start him there. 
how will Baker react to a rookie coming in? How would Baker react to a Trubisky or Mariota coming in to take his job, even if it's spun as insurance policy? I, I don't know. All of those things come into play, right? But I'm just saying, prepare yourselves right now for a scenario where the Browns go cheap and go short-term on Minshew, on Trubisky, and see what happens. If you're willing to, to go out there and venture into the woods, then maybe you have to do that. Maybe you hit big and you get a Ryan Tannehill situation, right, and, and you build up around him. Um, maybe that just leads to a series of quarterback moves. And, you, and, you, and in this league and in the, this league right now, you never know who is or isn't going to become available. Um, it kind of feels like, all right, I'll just say this, February, whatever, three days before the Super Bowl. Taking Baker, If Baker Mayfield's not the quarterback, here's who I feel it's going to be in order. Jimmy Garoppolo, one. Mitchell Trubisky, two. Kirk Cousins, three. Gardner Minshew, four. Marcus Mariota, five. In saying that, in feeling it out, especially if the Browns do show that they're maybe willing to go the long way, I kind of feel like we're not talking enough about Deshaun Watson. And we don't know what's going to happen. And we don't know that the ownership would sign off. And we don't know that the asking price um, would be something that they would meet. But it's looming out there. So it's not a blank slate. Here's the complicated thing about this decision, right? Two years ago in free agency, it's in the draft, it's like the Browns are like, do we want this tackle or that tackle? That's fine, right? As they go through their draft plans this year, their free agency plans, wide receiver or D lineman. Like, at quarterback, when you have a guy under contract who has played well and has played horribly for you, and he's guaranteed $19 million, but only for one year, it's not a binary. It's not a yes-no. It's not a one-two, right? <laughs> um, it's not. It's, okay, we could trade our one for Jimmy Garoppolo and swap some late picks. Okay, he's under contract for one year. We want to redo it. Well, okay, he's he's an instant upgrade. He's not a window opening guy like the ones we're chasing. So what does that look like? And, and what do we sacrifice? Even if we say we're ready to move on from the current quarterback and that's the vibe I get, um, you know, are, are we ready to go that road? Okay. It was presented to me. Don't the Browns win the AFC North this year if Kirk Cousins is a quarterback? Probably. And even if you disagree, let's say for the sake of this argument that I'm making, the answer is yes. What does that have to do with next year? You know, you rework the deal. You commit to Kirk Cousins for two years, um, so you don't pay him a thirty-five million dollar cap figure this year. Um, you know what's the asking price? How many other teams are interested? And again, the other thing is you can point to the obvious Stefanski connection with Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean that Stefanski wants him. It could mean the opposite. So we'll see. Um, Philly has three first-round picks, and they have a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And when they needed Minshew last year, he came in and played well. It was against the Jets, for God's sake. We know what the Jets are because the Browns were the Jets for 17 years, right? Um, these guys can do it. Maybe there's a gem there. Maybe that's the path of let's try to patch it up and, and see what happens because we don't want to commit to a Garoppolo or a Cousins. We're going to let some other team do that. Yeah, there's a lot out there, guys. That's... <laughs> That's what I'm saying here. Um, 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The question from from Oi, what's Baker's current trade value and can they move him around the free agency slash draft time or do they have to wait longer until his surgery heals? You know, obviously the surgery is an issue he would need to pass, but I, I think they could give an update and it was a surgery to the non-throwing shoulder. All indications are that Baker's into a rehab plan that he'll be back by May. Like, I, I don't think that's a lingering thing, right? Um, his current trade value is not very much. And no, I don't think a move would be made anytime in the next four to five weeks because I don't think any team is sitting there saying Baker Mayfield is our plan A. That includes the Browns. But there's a very real possibility that after the first carousel spins, right, and whether this is on March 20th after the first week of free agency or on May 2nd after the draft, there's probably a number of teams that aren't sure about their quarterback situation. And the 19 guaranteed is, frankly, a discount rate for a quarterback going right now. Um, what's his trade value? To me, it's no more than a fourth rounder. I could be wrong on that a little bit one way or the other. Um, we'll see. But I, I don't expect, like I said, if the Browns do trade for Garoppolo or Cousins or Russell Wilson, I expect it to be in the next four weeks. But I don't expect a corresponding move with Baker Mayfield unless the quarterback market just goes crazy and seven guys get moved in the next four weeks. I wouldn't expect a corresponding move to come until a little bit later in the spring as teams sort through their options. Question from Brian, what round draft pick will the Browns get back from Houston for Baker? Um, I just, you know, I think Houston is either going to draft one or roll with Davis Mills. And again, that could change. Um, Who knows what's going on there with the Levy Smith thing and, they're kind of a mess, so we'll see. Um, and a question from Eric, is Dicker the kicker or any kicker a realistic draft target or a UDFA? Uh, and is he an ice fisherman? Uh, news of the day here in Northeast Ohio. So I wrote about Cameron Dicker, the Texas kicker, uh, who was at the Senior Bowl last week. Um, it, as it was portrayed to me by Dane Brugler, the athletics draft guru and some scouts, Dicker, York, who I mentioned before, and Gabe Burchick, um, who's actually from Cleveland, graduated from NDCL, the Oklahoma kid, are the three guys that have early draftable grades. So we'll see how they kick in Indy. Those are the only three guys that got invited to the combine. You know, I do think the Browns will add a young kicker, and then they will they will bring in another scrap heap guy, and I think they'll they'll compete that way. I can see the Browns drafting a punter. I think there's a, there's three three punters who are going to get picked. The kid from San Diego State is supposed to be the freak of freaks. And we'll see what happens there. So um, one of the positives that the Browns have is this: these extra middle-round picks this year. We know that Barry valued them even before they added the extra pick from Quasi going over to Minnesota. That gives you some flexibility in terms of um, you know boosting your receiver room, your D-line room, or using those picks, still having those picks if you want to make a trade up top. So we'll see what happens um, with that. So again, that's... That's the update on where things are, how I see things, and maybe a loose timeline on how it goes. So be back. Um, I'll have Jason Lloyd with me. We'll, we'll talk State of the Browns. We'll talk scenarios. If there is news, we'll have a pod. Um, but frankly, 
you know, I'm going to be working on big picture stuff for the next couple weeks, and then I'll be at the combine. And then uh, it's not officially till March 14th at noon, and then March 16th at four o'clock. That's the league start. But I do expect as we get a little closer to March, there will be movement. This has been Civilized Barking. I'm Zach Jackson, and we'll talk to you soon.